Hello world, welcome to another episode of our variety show here on Learn TV, where we discuss all things Microsoft ecosystem and give you five minute segments or sometimes slightly longer uh, peeks into lots and lots of different topics. If you're watching us here on Learn TV, thank you for joining us. Chat to us in the chat just next to the video. But if you're catching us on um, a podcast version of Hello World, also welcome. Um, to help out with that, let me give you a little bit of a visual cue. Um, my name's Amy Boyd. I am female with blonde hair. I'm wearing a blue jumper and uh, sitting here in my office in the UK. Wearing a jumper because it's a little cold actually right now. Um, and I am joined by my co-host Dean Bryan. Hey Dean, how are you doing? Hey Amy, I'm doing good, thanks. It is a little bit cold today. We've had glorious mm. weather. Um we just start every show with the weather, don't we? But it's not a weather show, is it? So um maybe we should just we should um we should crack on and talk about some of the stuff that we've got um coming up today. But before we do that, I wanted to remind everybody around uh, Microsoft Build, uh, our flagship kind of developer conference, which is coming up uh, next month in May. Uh, registration is now open, so you can go and register for Build at mybuild.microsoft.com. I registered today. Amy, did you register? I did. I did. It, it took me like two minutes, and it's blocked my calendar as well, which is handy. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. That was really cool. So that's May the 25th through the 27th. If you haven't checked that out, go ahead and check that out at mybuild.microsoft.com. Wonderful. Uh, we have so much going on on this show, so we don't have time for any more headlines. So let me tell you a little bit about the agenda. Um, we have first up is the ability talk with Shiva. We'll then move on uh, to uh, Azure Fun Bites, where Jay Jay took a brief um, uh, vacation from Hello World, and so we're really excited to have him back this week. Next, we'll move on to Humans of Microsoft, where Laurent uh, on our team is talking to Tara Walker um, all about what she does here at Microsoft and some of her tips and tricks. And then finally, we'll wrap up the show with the wonderful WinDev Box Saves uh, segment with Kayla. And as always, you know where to go. It's aka.ms slash hello world if you want to find links to anything that we talk about today, because we do talk about a lot of links. Everything's all about follow-up. Um, so definitely go to that link and check it out. But that's kind of all for us. Let's jump into our first segment. So next up, um, we have uh, the Ability Talk with Shiva. And Shiva's actually brought a special guest on with us. So uh, Shiva, it's over to you. Awesome. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Shiva. I am a woman of mixed ethnicity, long brown hair. I'm wearing a nerdy t-shirt right now, which has rock, paper, scissors, lizard, and Spock on it because Star Trek, and I'm in my office, and I have a picture of my 15-year-old Pomeranian dog, Benji, right behind me. Today, we will talk about disability etiquette and language guidance with a very special guest. We have Jessica Rafuse, the Director of Accessibility Partnership at Microsoft with us. And this episode will definitely focus on providing the guidance on building inclusive products. But I think it's high time that we have open conversations about the purpose of inclusion and just to equip, equip you with the right information on how to have such very, very sensitive conversations, we have an expert in the house. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Shiva. Thank you so much. Your dog is adorable, so I'm so glad you have a photo up there. I'm a white woman with blonde hair. I'm wearing a black eyelet top with some red lipstick. I'm here in my home office with a cabinet and succulents behind me. 
And there's also a little sliver of my wheelchair headrest behind me. So I provide this visual description for all of my blind and low vision friends out there. Or maybe you're dialing in from the car and you can't look at your screen, or maybe you have low bandwidth. So I just wanna say thank you so much for having me. Thank you for stressing on the importance of why a visual description might be helpful to people. Uh, can you just start by giving us some context of why disability etiquette and language and why that jargon is important? Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone just take a moment to visualize what someone with a disability might look like to you. It could be someone like me rolling down a ramp with a wheelchair, or maybe it's a blind person with a service dog, or it could be someone who is deaf using sign language. That's right. And disability is really so much more. More than a billion people around the world have a disability, and over 70% of those disabilities are non-apparent or invisible, something that you wouldn't notice about someone when you first meet them. And this cool group of disabled folks is growing. We know that one to 2% of people coming out of the COVID pandemic will also acquire a disability, either directly like a respiratory condition or indirectly like anxiety or depression. I know lots of us are feeling that right now. At the same time, social inclusion of people with disabilities has not materially changed in 30 years. This is what we call the disability divide. Today, breaking news today, Microsoft announced the next phase of our five-year accessibility journey. This is a tech-led strategy to create and open doors for people with disabilities. But we can't do this alone. We really need your help out there. And a great place to start on your disability journey is to learn a little bit more about etiquette and language. Awesome. What a great time to actually be seeing Jenny's email in the morning and, you know, talking about the next steps for us. So can you enlighten us a little about, you know, talking about the basics of disability etiquette? Absolutely. Disability etiquette and language, it's really all about opening that door to conversation. Sometimes it's hard to talk about disability, how our minds and our bodies work, it's often very personal. But if you do choose to start a conversation about disability, we want you to feel comfortable. We wanna give you that foundation of language. And even more importantly, we wanna help you to receive that feedback so that people with disabilities can guide us on how to talk about disability. Now, the first principle to remember is nothing about us without us. This is the mantra for the disability community that reminds us that we need to include people with disabilities in everything we do. So whether you're out there and you're designing a new product or maybe you're planning an event, people with disabilities will add valuable insight to your work and help you to innovate. So when it comes to language and etiquette, we worked with people with disabilities really closely, and we were really respectful of individual preferences. Remember, words matter, and the language that you use can reflect on you, but it also can really impact the person you're talking to. Awesome. Uh, yeah, folks, you know, disability and making sure that the products that you're creating are all inclusive, it should not be considered as a tax. I mean, if that's not a tax, even talking about it, jargon in itself should also not be very taxing. So 
let's all get into it. Uh, so how do you think all of this good stuff, all the information, the way Microsoft has evolved as an industry leader in the disability space and in the accessibility space, how do you think that language and that conversation has changed over the past few years? If you have any examples of how you've seen Microsoft affect a very positive change in the industry or within Microsoft itself. Well, as it pertains to language, the beautiful thing about language is that it's always changing. 520 new words were added to Webster's dictionary this year, like gig worker and long hauler. These are words that really reflect the world around us. At the same time, the challenging thing about language is that it's always changing. So stay connected, listen, learn, and share. Now, sometimes you might make a mistake and that's okay. There's no right or wrong answer. One thing we do here at Microsoft is start with person-first language. This would be a person with a disability, a person with dyslexia, or a person who uses a wheelchair. A great place to start. However, a lot of us who have disabilities prefer identity-first language. I use a wheelchair and I have a mobility disability, and this is a really important part of who I am. So I identify as a disabled woman as a mom, a lawyer, a, a coffee snob, you get the idea. This is really all a part of who I am. So you'll often meet people who are deaf, who are blind, autistic folks who also prefer that person first language. And if you make a mistake, that's okay. Acknowledge your mistake, move on and grow. And remember, we are all in this together. So for more information, you can go to aka.ms WAC Disability Etiquette to really learn a whole lot more. Awesome. Thank you so much for the wonderful insights, Jessica. And folks, I do want to uh, let you know that we have the amazing Ability Summit coming up and it's on May 5th and May 6th. And please make sure that you go at aka.ms slash Ability Summit to register for it. Uh, next week, I will actually be having, not, not next week, sorry, the next episode, I'll be having a demo of how you can configure Microsoft Teams for meetings and calls for inclusion. Back to Amy and Andy. Thank you so much, Shiva and Jessica. What a wonderful segment. Um, so, so much to always be learning. Um, thank you for sharing those great resources as well. Um, and just you know, giving, giving our, our viewers here uh, some insight into, um, into this space. So thank you so much. Yeah, I absolutely love that segment, Amy. Some great, great content in there. Loads to take away just from that few minutes already. So some great stuff. Uh, but next up here today on Hello World, uh, it's time to talk Azure Fun Bites with Jay. So welcome back, Jay, from your week off. How are you doing? Well, I wish it was a more fun week off, but it really wasn't. But <laughs> we don't need to get into my problems. Uh, I'm doing great, Dean. I'm glad to be back. And, you know, I, I got another great Azure Fun Bites this week. Awesome. I love it. And for those that are joining us today that haven't seen before, um, can you just let them know what, what Azure Fun Bites is all about? Sure. Azure Fun Bytes is an opportunity for us to get together every week. We talk about the products, the services, and all the things that help you have a great Azure experience. So come and join me every week right here on Learn TV, right after Hello World. It's 11 a.m. on the West. It's 2 p.m. on the East. And I believe 7 p.m. Uh, local to you, Dean, in the UK. Awesome. Great stuff. And I know you've got amazing topics every week, loads of different stuff and great stuff you're teaching everyone. So what is the topic you're talking about this week? Well, you know, there's a, a million different ways on the internet to package your software. But one of the ones that have really, really taken off are using containers. 
And what's a container? Uh, it's a standard package of software known, and it's a bundle of your application's code, the related configs, the libraries, the dependencies that are required to run the application. So it really helps enable both your IT pros and also your developers to actually build. And, and you know, one of the cool things, Dean, is that it, it really helps with the, if it works on my computer, it's gonna work there. So it'll work in the cloud, it'll work on your computer, it'll work in Docker locally, you name it. These are all the places that you can start using it. Awesome, we've all heard that one before, right? Works on my machine. You can't get away with that with containers, right? <laughs> so um, you've got something to show us, right? You've got something to show the people around sure. um, a little bit of a teaser around containers on Azure. Yep, we've got a couple different types of container services on Azure. And one of the really cool ones that's, I guess what you would call the entry level, the basics is using an Azure container image. And so uh, you can run the AZ container create command right in your cloud shell or your local Azure CLI installation. And what you'll do is you'll see that we'll get some JSON returned after we run the command. That command will provide us with what I love, which is a public IP address. Uh, we can state the ports that we want. So there's lots of configurable commands that we can actually use and show people how to actually use these services. And then eventually we can go and check out our ACI-based uh, application. Then the other really cool thing that I love here is uh, being able to actually serve your own container images because container images, they're just zipped up packages, but we want to have them in a secure way. So we can store all different types of container images, uh, Windows, Linux, whatever it is we're working with. Uh, we can use familiar open source tools like the Docker CLI. We can implement your CI CD process so you can deploy directly to your container. And then it's replicated globally using all the benefits of Azure. So security, uh, which I know is your big thing, Dean, um, and, and also just the, the, the safety of using Azure. And uh, of course, there's the big one, the thing we love that one of the most popular services on Azure, Azure Kubernetes service, giving you all the big features from a centralized control plane to manage your clusters. So reduce the amount of time that you're putting into your uh, orchestration of containers by utilizing this really important service. And who's going to show it to me, Dean? Well, there, there, there's a picture there. We're giving it away. It looks like you've got awesome guests lined up for this week's show. Yeah, actually one of the co-founders of the project, Brendan Burns, he's going to be part of the conversation with me. He'll show everyone a little bit of things about uh, Azure uh, using the um, VS Code plugin. We'll talk a little about Azure Arc. And of course, we'll talk about AKS. So uh, make sure you join me. When is it, Dean? When, do you, when are we doing this, Dean? It's Thursdays, right? 11 a.m. in the West, 2 p.m. in the East. 7 p.m. in the UK. Yeah, we got this now. We got this down. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. If you get a chance, you should definitely tune into Azure Fun Bytes. I'll be tuning in this week. What an awesome guest you've got on the show this week. I can't wait to, to check it out. So everybody, I encourage you to tune that in. Amy, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, wonderful guest, Jay. Goodness me. I think I'm going to have to tune in. AI and containers are colliding. Um, so I think I need some of that info as well. So thank you for sharing, Jay. 
Awesome stuff. So today uh, in Humans of Microsoft, Laron talks to Tara Walker, a good friend of mine. Uh, she's a principal software engineer uh, here at Microsoft out of Atlanta, and she does a lot of work with IoT. So let's see it. Welcome back to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they happen to all work for Microsoft. And today I'm joined by Tara Walker. Hello, Tara. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? I'm very good, thank you. Tara, you are a principal software engineer and you are based in Atlanta, right? I am, I am. Fantastic. So let's go into the question. What would you say was a key moment, a pivotal moment in your career? Oh, that's such a tough question. Um, believe it or not, this is going to probably sound like an odd response, but I think the pivotal moment for me was when I transitioned between companies. Uh, because it was a really good insight to see how different companies do things, both mm -hmm. in engineering, uh, both in technology and things of that nature. And I think that really broadened my technical skills. It broadened my ability to understand uh, how people look at tech differently in different kind of circles. To me, that was a huge thing. And I know it's an odd thing to say was a, was a, a key thing for me. But for me, it really just broadened my horizons. And also sometimes when you're inside a firm, uh, switching inside the inside the firm to a different uh, position is also a good thing, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh -huh. I would advise anyone just, and take a leap of something you have no clue about. That's right. wonderful, yeah. Yeah, so if you could go back in time, like anytime you want, what would you tell yourself to help you getting started? Oh God, <laughs> well, I started a little bit young. Um, I started at 12. And it was oh. on a fluke. I was in a challenge program. That's like a program here for, oh, I hate this word, for gifted kids. And it was, I was like, hey, I'll take this computer class. And I got hooked. So what would I tell myself then? Um, it's hard to say, because at 12, you don't know a lot. I know what I would tell myself in college. So mm -hmm. my first year in college, I was absolutely not a computer science major. I was in finance because I was good in math. And that's what people told me. I probably would go back and tell myself, don't listen to people, take your first semester in CS. Um, I end up switching to CS my second semester, but I could have started out that way and not been confused and not switch schools and everything else mm -hmm. if I had just started out in CS. So I think that's what I would have told myself, just keep playing with those computers. I was having fun with it anyway, so. Right, CS, computer science, right? Yes, oh, sorry, mm -hmm. yeah, computer science. Us in the that's acronym okay. at Microsoft. No worries. So what was one of the uh, the big challenge that you have to work to overcome in tech to be successful apart from learning the acronyms? <laughs> right. The Microsoft acronyms are hard. Um, I think the biggest challenge for me, honestly, is to be being underestimated. Um, mm. it's, that's that's what makes things tough for me. Typically, I always feel a little bit that I have to prove myself. And I think that has been the hardest thing, just really be underestimated. Now, while that's been the hardest thing, it's also been somewhat of an advantage because strategically being underestimated can sometimes be good. But I think that's what's hard in tech for me. I'm um, the biggest challenge I, I overcome still today. I understand. And I'm, I'm, I think you do a great job, by the way, because uh, obviously, you know, you have a, a stellar career, but uh, I understand what you're saying. Um, so I, I do follow you on Twitter and uh, <laughs> it seems to me that you're quite the foodie, just like me. Um, so what can you tell us about your love of food or love of cooking? <laughs> okay, well, I, 
I absolutely love cooking. I love trying different, you know, recipes, different desserts. But here's my dirty little secret. I sometimes believe I'm unchopped. And so when I'm I'm cooking, I plate it even if it's just for me. So I have these elaborate plating things that I take pictures of because, you know, on chop plating is everything. It has to have color and everything else. And so I'm really big on food and flavors and colors on the plate. And everyone laughs at me because I plate my food even if I'm alone. Um, even though I know coming from overseas, I'm sure you have some things about U.S. cooking that is uh, not exemplary, but I try to uphold a better standard with the food. So I love food and I also plate it like I'm on chopped. So that's that's my my food story. That's very cool. And uh, I, I think you eat also with your eyes and not just with your, mm. you know, with your taste buds. Right. And uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It has to look pretty. Right. Uh, absolutely. I think so as well. Well, this is all great. Thank you so much, Tara, for uh, sharing all this with you. Um, I hope you had fun. <laughs> and to our viewers out there, thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you next time in Humans of Microsoft. Thank you, Tara. Bye, guys. Awesome. I absolutely love that story. I mean, one, hearing about uh, what Tara likes to cook and eat, but also I love these Humans of Microsoft segments where it always resonates with me, some of the things, but then there's also things I always learn as well around how people did stuff so differently to me as well. So yeah, I love, love those segments, Amy. I was going to say, though, they're definitely the bit where it's like, if you could go back, I always love that part of um, of the Humans of Microsoft segment. What would you tell yourself? Um, but the, the interestingly, f fun fact, everyone, backstage, uh, the chat just blew up because actually we were like, oh, um, everyone suddenly started talking about how hungry they were when Tara was talking about food. So we all have that wonderful human side to us. Um, so it's really, really Keep exciting. Keep on here to too, right? That. I know, I know, right? It definitely is. Um, so with that, let's get on to our last segment. So last but certainly not least, uh, we have Kayla Cinnamon with WinDevBox. So hey, Kayla, how are you doing? Good. How's it going, Amy? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Are you hungry too or is it just the rest of us backstage? Oh, yeah. It's almost <laughs> lunchtime here, so um, definitely going to be eating after this. <laughs> Oh, same, same. But that's not what we're here to talk about, Kayla. So over to you. What are we talking about in Windows Box today? So I will actually be covering the latest updates with Windows Terminal today. We had a release a couple weeks ago um, with some new stuff in Windows Terminal Stable as well as Windows Terminal Preview. Um, so for those who don't know, Windows Terminal is the new command line experience for Windows. So it's got things like tabs, panes, background image support, fun font support, emojis, a bunch of different stuff to make your command line a little bit more exciting. Um, and what's really big that uh, recently just came out is that Windows Terminal now ships inside the Windows OS. So this is huge for us and our team. Um, and what's really great is that Windows Terminal is also open source. So everyone that's contributed, all of the code that people have put in is now part of Windows, which is really, really cool. And of course, if you don't, if you're not on a build of Windows that has it shipped by default, you can also install it from the Microsoft Store. Um, so we did have an update uh, two weeks ago, and we have some new stuff here in Windows Terminal Preview that I do want to show um, in a quick little video uh, and walk through some demos. Amazing! Yeah, go ahead. Just let's demo this. So first things first, we did ship the settings UI inside the Windows Terminal stable build. So the settings UI is a new user interface for editing your settings. I've just opened it here by opening the dropdown and clicking settings. And I'm just walking through some of the pages to show 
just how many settings you can have in Terminal and customize your terminal experience. The next thing is a Windows Terminal preview setting. It's um, being able to open a new window of a specific profile. So if you open your dropdown, hold Shift, and then click on any profile, it will open in a new window. So this is great for people who have multi-monitors and they want to open a bunch of terminals on different screens. So that makes it a whole lot easier. And the last thing I want to show is the unfocused appearance settings. So we can actually customize what our terminal looks like depending on what pane or tab is focused. So here on the right, I have my focused window, which is red and a happy awake cinnamon bun. And then my non-active pane is a sleeping cinnamon bun with a gray background. So I'll walk through how to set this up. So if you go to your settings tab and hold uh, shift and then click settings, you can get into your settings.json file where you can set this up. So this is my PowerShell profile. There's a lot of customizations in it because I customize my terminal all the time. Um, and my color scheme is that raspberry color. So this is my active terminal. This is the color scheme that I'm using. The unfocused appearance section is where I can customize my unfocused appearance, essentially. So I changed the color scheme and also the background image to the sleeping cinnamon bun. And that's how I was able to get them to look different depending on what was focused. I love that. Those cinnamon buns are the best. Also, <laughs> just knowing exactly where you are, like when you have a thousand things open on your device, actually just being able to see a visual cue. Um, so immediately for that, that's so impressive. Um, also, huge congratulations on shipping all of this stuff in Windows. Like you said, putting it in the Windows coverage, that's incredible. I bet your team are absolutely over the moon, right? Yeah, we are super excited to have like something to be part of Windows. Um, and it also updates from the Microsoft Store. So then we can still release on our quick cycle, but then also be part of Windows and give Terminal to everyone, which is awesome. That's amazing. And um, where should people go to go and get all this? I feel like we need it now. Yeah, so if you want to get Windows Terminal, you can get it at aka.ms slash terminal. If you want to install the Terminal Preview, which has all the new stuff like that appearance settings, things like that, you can get it at aka.ms slash terminal dash preview. And then if you wanna read our docs, figure out how all of our settings work, any tips and tricks, anything like that, we have a very extensive doc site at aka.ms slash terminal dash docs. And of course, if you don't wanna read the docs and just wanna ask me a question about how to do something in terminal quickly, I'll, I'll reply to you on Twitter. Um, you can tweet me at ak or at cinnamon underscore msft. Um, so that's, those are all the links for terminal. <laughs> Wonderful. And you can always get our links at aka.ms slash hello world. So go straight there, get downloading, try out, have your own character that's either awake or sleeping, uh, depending on what you're looking for. But Dean, Dean, are you there? Have, have you been installing it whilst we've been talking, I hope? Oh, sorry, did you want me? I was just at aka.ms slash terminal preview, just installing terminal. <laughs> the, uh, no, I'm definitely going to check that out. I haven't installed the preview yet, but yeah, 100% I'm going to be checking that out. Um, so, but Amy, that's uh, almost all we have time for today. Um, it's almost time to wrap up. Um, I wanted to remind everyone, as you just did, that you can, of course, get all of the links uh, for today at ak.ms slash hello world. The link is here uh, on your screen right now. Um, but as a quick reminder, uh, we'd love to, as always, welcome our guests back so they can remind you about their particular segment and where you can find out more. So first, let's welcome back Shiva and Jessica. Welcome back to the show. Uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can find out more about um, the topics you discussed in your segment today. Hey folks, this is Jessica. This was so much fun, so thank you for inviting me. I just want to invite all of you to come to the Ability Summit. 
You can register at aka.ms Wackability Summit and check out some of your friends from CNAI. You can hear from Kathleen Hogan, Donna Sarkar, Satya. Everyone's going to be there May 5th and 6th. Be sure to register. Awesome. And guys, for all the wonderful content that Jessica talked about today, please go and visit aka.ms slash disability etiquette. Awesome. Some great stuff there. I encourage everyone to go and check that out, of course. Uh, uh, next up, we had Jay with Azure Fun Bites. So Jay, welcome back to the show. Um, and great guest, as we've discussed already. So where can people check it out? You can watch me in my black Steely Dan hat uh, on Learn TV right after Hello World Tomorrow when Frank and Nitch is signed off. Stick around 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East, and you can follow everything uh, related to Azure Fun Bites on Twitter, at Azure Fun Bites. Send me a message. Let me know if you're enjoying the show. Awesome. And the, the Humans of Microsoft segment was pre-recorded, but you can follow Tara on Twitter at Tara W. Uh, easy to remember that one on Twitter. She does some great stuff. She has some food, of course. Um, and then finally, we had Kayla with WinDevBox. So Kayla, just remind everyone where they go and install uh, both the preview and new version of Terminal. You can get terminal at aka.ms slash terminal. And if you have the preview version, you can get it at aka.ms slash terminal dash preview. <laughs> so many dashes and yeah. we all say the links, don't we really? Like etiquette, very, 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 very good. And um, anyway, we tomorrow we have Frank and Nitya, our wonderful host of Hello World on a Thursday. Um, so do check out the show here on Learn TV at exactly the same time as you tuned in today. Um, but also stay tuned uh, for an introduction to blockchain series here on Learn TV. So if blockchain is something new to you, you might want to hang on and stay on this screen. But that's all from all of us here. Um, another very successful Hello World show. So thank you all for joining us. And we will see you hopefully in another show. Goodbye, world. See you later.